millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. That's fucking delightful. Delightful, fucking good combination playing, sliding balls into space. Good, excellent, gather on the fucking ball. Hello and welcome to the Roper Rapport podcast in association with Sunderland Community Soup Kitchen. My name is Rich Spate and I'm joined to dissect Sunderland's 3-0 away win um, the day after Boxing Day, whatever day it is this day, um, by Mark Dugdale. How are you this afternoon, Mark? Afternoon, Rich. Yeah, I'm, I'm very well, thanks. All the better for, for a really good performance today. Um, you know, yeah. something to blow the ha- the hangover away a little bit, certainly. But uh, but yeah, happy days. Yeah, nice Christmas. Yeah, cracking, mate. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit of bloody coronavirus banging around the house, so there's only five oh. of us around, um, and two of them are quite old, so we were a bit worried. But the 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 seem to be getting through it without any symptoms, which is fantastic. So so yeah, but uh, but yeah, taking the edge off the Christmas a little bit, but um, things yeah. like that just get it back up there, and you know, makes you feel really positive, doesn't it? You know, definitely. And I'm also joined by uh, Paddy Hollis as well. How are you? Not too bad, thanks, Rich. Uh, nice to be back on again, and um, yeah, just nice to be, be able to talk about a win. Um, I've sort of yes. like I've I've sort of brought on this kind of unwanted record of being on a pod, and we've never actually won a game where I've I've given me uh, me thoughts. So it's um, <laughs> yeah, it makes a nice change. But yeah, same same as Mark. Really, you know, it's nice just to uh, get a nice straightforward win on the board, and um, yeah, I mean. In terms of, you know, it's nice to have some, something to cheer about in the sport because uh, England's cricketers aren't giving us much to cheer about it over, <laughs> especially not in this test. But <laughs> yeah, I've been it's... trying my my utmost to avoid the cricket oh. as best I can. It's a good job it's happening while I'm asleep, otherwise I'd be thoroughly depressed. Well, yeah, that's the best thing. And we've all got a good bit of darts to, to entertain ourselves with as well. But <laughs> Sunderland were very entertaining in this three uh, nil win a day. We uh, we we got off to a, a flyer with uh, the Jackie run into the box, which was clearly a penalty. Uh, he got brought down, clear pen, and slotted away by um, by Ross Stewart, uh, who obviously he really did need the uh, confidence boost of a spot kick, and he slotted it away quite nicely. They then came back into it a bit, um, got a little bit of control in the game, but never really threatened in that first half, uh, and then. Just um, just before half time, the Flanagan um, has a free kick just in in our own half, knocks the ball over the top to uh, to to the fantastic Alex Pritchard, who had a, who had a great game overall, um, who got free of his man and dug dug the ball out, dug it back for uh, Elliot Embleton to score pretty spectacularly, uh, a lovely finish from about uh, ten yards out, and we went in at two nil. Um, it was a great start of the game, wasn't it, Mark? Because uh, 
you were saying before we came on that you're a bit nervous about this. I think we always are when Sunderland are on Sky. Uh, but they were settled the nerves really quickly and, and it was pretty dominant, wasn't it, that first half? It was. I mean, you know, reflecting back on the game now, we didn't really get out of second gear. You know, we won that at a, at a mm. bit of a canter, which is both fantastic uh, and also, you know, uh, given the amount of players that we got missing, which I'm sure we might come on to, um, you know, a really, really good situation for the squad to grind out a, a convincing performance like that. Um, but before the game, yeah, it was one of them fixtures where you think, you know, are they a bit hungover from Christmas? They know they've got an opportunity to go second in the table if they get the three points away from home. Um, we're playing a bottom of the league side who've got no confidence. They've just got a newish manager who's kind of caretaking. You know, it had it had one of them typical Sunderland weekends or typical Sunderland whatever the day it is, mm-hmm. day after Boxing days, written all over it. Uh, but in you know, in defence of the lads and the coach and the staff, um, yeah, it was it was a really really convincing performance end to end and well managed. Um, especially, as I said, given the amount of players that we didn't have available to choose from. You know, it was quite a worrying bench, at least. It was, and, and Paddy, I mean, I was a bit worried when the the announcement came out about the team. Obviously, Carl Winchester's not there. News came out at the same time about Broadhead. Maybe we'll come on to that a, a bit later. But um, the starting eleven, even though, you know, we've got a few injuries, was really attacking. And, and I thought all the way through that first half, that we really showed that attacking prowess. Were you like impressed with kind of the the way that we went forward with that kind of lineup that really had, well, five at least five uh, attacking players in in the starting eleven. Yeah, it was um, it was really good to see because um, I know obviously uh, something what we we've done in previous seasons against teams who are in like sort of the bottom four is. We haven't like got at them from the off, and then that's just given them a chance to kind of dig in, and then like we we let them dictate how they want to play. But I do like how I mean it's obviously not just teams who are in the bottom four, but a lot of times this season we've scored sort of in the first fifteen minutes, and that kind of throws any kind of opposition's like game plan out the window. And I just think with you know with the run Doncaster were on, and um, you know I think over the course of the season I think they've only I heard them say they've only won four games this season. And you're just sort of thinking, like, you know, their plan against us was probably mm. just to, you know, see out the first 20, 25 minutes and then just kind of take the game in sort of 10, 15 minutes sort of stages. But I think the, the fact that we came out so strong and then obviously, you know, we got the goal nice and early, and, you know, it, it made it so that we could dictate the game. And I think we basically did that for, you know, for the full, for the full 90, really. You know, we just didn't, we didn't look phased. And, you know, even when it was, when it was 3-0, we kind of, you know, we didn't sit off, but we knew that we didn't have to, like, carry on, you know, busting a gut and knowing that we've got a game coming up um, in such a short space of time. So, yeah, it was it, it was nice just to see us just, you know, in front of the Sky cameras, um, a game which everybody kind of expects us to win. Um, it was nice for us to actually uh, play like a team who was given that kind of expectation. And, uh, yeah, just, I mean, I don't think it's been a long time since I've, watched us play a game, especially away from home, and just looked so comfortable that like we just yeah. we just didn't look in danger like at all, which was really nice to see. Yeah, it was great. And I mean, all the way through the first half hour I was messaging I think my dad at the time saying Pritchard is class. He's just absolutely brilliant. I know he said it in our group as well. Pritchard had a fantastic first half. And then five minutes into the second half, Mark he, he he got that flick from uh, uh, Gooch. Gooch broke into the box, pulled the ball back, 
he flicked it towards the back post. The poor lad Blythe, who who was on his second game, and uh, had a had a really solid game overall. Actually, he was on the he was probably the the best player on their side. Uh, got a touch in it and it went in the net. But um, I know he said after the match that he, he was going to claim that uh, Pritchard, <laughs> but it was just desserts really for his his performance overall. Because like Paddy said, he was brought off towards the end to give him a rest with the crowd singing his name. Um, he looked like he thoroughly enjoyed himself. He was a joy to watch, wasn't he? he? Yeah, and it's becoming a recurring theme, which is fantastic. You know, he talked in the post-match interview about his issues with pre-season, his issues with COVID, um, and you can see with a big smile that goes from one side of his face to the other that he's over the moon to be getting a run in the team, getting a chance. You know, when when you think of the fortunes of our club, um, we all want them to turn it around. His career hasn't been massively dissimilar, you know. Mm-hmm. He went, he was at one point some kind of ten, twelve million pound man, and he had all of that kind of pressure on him. And most footballers just want to get a chance to play a good footy and 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 you know develop their career and get to the best level they can. Uh, so I was really chuffed for him. I mean, I have to say, you know, on that fiftieth minute point, um, when I saw the replay, I, I did mutter to myself, "What are you doing? You know, just leather the bloody thing into the net instead of all these little cheeky back heels." But you know, those kind of classy moves, sometimes they come off, sometimes they don't. In this occasion, um, thankfully, it, it kind of popped up onto that young defender where I agree had a really strong game for them. He's one to watch for the future, I think. Uh, and, and all he could do was allow it to glance off his chest and hope the goalie gathered it and the goalie was left standing. So, But yeah, great performance running the midfield again, Pritchard. Um, and he seems to be going from strength to strength after every game, really. It's, it's really positive things to watch he's got awareness of what what's going on around him it's just obviously manipulates the ball really well and I love his low centre of gravity I'm a massive fan yeah the other thing that we've talked about in a number of pods and lots of fan groups have over the past couple of years is we're missing some strength in midfield but he, he's got like strength in in the manner of a Jack Russell where he's low he's fast he's you know he's got really really ball, good ball control um, and, and, you know, maybe that's given us one of those things that we have been missing, you know, because every time he even thinks about playing a bad pass and he doesn't hit that many of late, you know, he's straight back in there yipping at them and tapping at their heels and trying to break it up, you know. So, so yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm a big fan as well. He had a cracking game today and, and I think he could have easily been mad of the match, even though Sky gave it to somebody else, who I'm sure will come on to in a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, who else stood out for you, Paddy? Um, was it, you know, obviously... I thought Pritchard was definitely the player of the first half. But was Jacku right up there for you in terms of his performance? He was. Um, I think, you know, he, he showed probably in the first kind of 10 minutes today, um, you know, what we've been missing, you know, and when, when he, you know, when he is unavailable. And you could just see, like, he just he just wanted it. And every time he was getting the ball out wide, you could just see that, you know, they, it just, it was dragging, like, one, two, sometimes even three defenders away out of position because they just knew, they almost knew instantly what he could do and like you know what he was going to be able to do. You know he's he's kind of drawn the foul for the um for the penalty, um. But I think I just want to take this chance to say I think um Gooch deserves a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah, well he was on the other set on the other side. He was absolutely fantastic, and it's good to see because you know he's 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 had his struggles, but today he was just. He he showed us, you know, what he can do, and we've all known what he can do on his day. It's just, you know, 
it's just it's the little changes he's made, you know, just like he doesn't he just he seems like he's getting his head up more and like he's looking around and he just he seems more more alert as kind of what's going on around him. Whereas before, you know, he just he kind of just hit the ball and run after it and think, oh well I've I've got the pace, I'll be able to get it. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. that doesn't always work in this league, you know? But um no, I think yeah, like our two wingers were, you know, the uh, Jackie and Gooch were just they were fantastic, you know. I mean, they were constantly looking dangerous, you know, the the balls in the box, you know, um just yeah, I mean, you know, I was saying this to my dad. I mean, I think if we wanted to, you know, we probably could have got another couple of goals in those last twenty minutes. But you know, with with the games kind of coming thick and fast, you know, we're probably sort of thinking there's no need to, you know, we've we've got the job done comfortably. Let's just just make sure, you know, we do nothing daft and then just go again um, on Thursday against Sheffield Windsor. Yeah, I mean, Lee Johnson after the game was talking uh, to Sky and uh, and mentioned how he probably thought we could have been a bit more clinical in the first half, we're a little bit wasteful in the final third. Um, but I think overall he, he can't be um, too down on, on the performance overall. And, and like you say, he, he, he took uh, the foot off the pedal by bringing on um, Sirkin and Hume in particular um, to, in, in order to give uh, players uh, a well-earned rest. Um, and the other thing that um, Sky were on about all the way through was a young man in the middle of the park, um, Dan Neal, who I've just seen Andy's given our um, man of the match to. Uh, I would have given it to Pritchard. Sky gave it to Embleton. You've gone on about Gooch, which just kind of goes to show doesn't it, that they've had a strong performance overall, that forward unit, haven't they, Malk? Yeah, I mean, I, before the game, Rich, I went through and just scribbled down, you know, the key the key kind of players from back to front, you know, and, and there were there were strong, strong performances all the way across the park. Um, I agree with your point, you know, Embleton got man of the match from Sky. Pritchard was virtually untouchable in the first half, could have got man of the match from Sky. Uh, Gooch was pretty stellar. The Yarku, especially in the first half, I mean, he he should have had two penalties as well. I know we might come oh, yeah. on to it in a minute, but uh, the second penalty was arguably an easier call for the ref to make for me than the first because he he virtually took his jumper off him. You know what well, I mean? Let's go into it now. Let's go into that. Was absolutely unbelievable. And yeah. and I mean the re- when you, there was a camera angle, you could see the referee was standing ten looking yards away, yeah. looking yeah. at it. And he went, oh, I don't know. That was generous for the referee, yeah. wouldn't you? Would you agree, Paddy? That was a bit, a oh, bit of a uh, shocker, really. Yeah, it, it's one of these where, like, in in real time, you know, you might think, okay, maybe Jack, who's you know, maybe he's made the most of it a bit, but you see the replay, and yeah, like like Mark said, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know how he's got away with his shirt still on, you know, because he, he takes a couple of grabs, you know, like he pulls his shirt, and then he ends up like. His arms like up around his shoulder, and you look at it, it's just like how how is he being able to make such a like straightforward decision for the pen, but then have doubt and then eventually wave away that one? So like, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, if it's one of those where if it was nil nil at that point and say if it finished nil nil, you know, would be yeah. would be raging, you know, would be arms. you know. But it's one of these where luckily it hasn't been too costly, but it's just you know it's just frustrating, you know, because it's like. It looked like quite an easy decision to make, and the ref hasn't given it, and he's he's made the wrong decision basically. One area that it does make a difference. I mean, I've just look, I've got the league table up in front of me, and obviously, uh, as was mentioned, we've moved into the automatic promotion places with that win. Uh, Wigan have played a couple of games less than us, 
uh, but they've scored four goals more than us, and um, and Rotherham have scored eleven goals more than us, or th- their goal difference is eleven ab- above ours. Um, we are the third, you know, we've got the third best goal difference. But games like that, if there is a slight disappointment, and maybe that you know the pen does play into it a little bit, is that we didn't, you know, make it four five even more uh, when it, when we've got a team really struggling against us like that. And they were a young young outfit. So, I mean, if there's a tiny little negative, it's that we didn't really go on and and absolutely hammer them. And I think Johnson made made that point pretty well in his post-match. Um, so, I mean, let's have a little bit of a look forward because I can't imagine we're going to get a pod out before Thursday, is it? Yeah. It's Tuesday, Thursday. Wednesday. I'm trying to count it forward. Mad playing a game Monday Monday lunchtime and Thursday afternoon is it? Um, we're playing <laughs> at the stadium <laughs> like against Sheffield Wednesday. Um, obviously Sheffield Wednesday uh, uh, they are on thirty seven points, so they're a good kind of nine points behind us, but definitely in the mix and and put us to the sword at Hillsborough. Um, Mark, looking forward to um, to that game on Thursday. Are you expecting, you know, the the same starting eleven that came out um, this afternoon, or do you think he'll he will mix it up a bit given the the short turnaround? Well, g- given the the selection today, Rich, it makes me ponder whether he's got much choice. To be honest with you, mm. I mean, you know, who's going to come back by Thursday at quarter to eight? You know, we we might. It depends. I don't know anything about the Winchester niggle. Um, that was a surprise to me when the team sheet came out, and then Sky said, "Yeah, he's got an injury." Um, obviously O'Brien uh, is going to be out maybe for a week or so because he's got the, the coronavirus, so he's probably going to be isolating mm. for a week or so. Um, not that I think O'Brien would have made a lot of difference either on the bench or on the pitch today. Um, but I, I'm not sure he's got much choice, you know, and sometimes that's a good thing because if it's not broke, you don't fix it. We've got really, really strong home form. That that. Clutcher lads are really starting to believe in each other. Um, as was mentioned by Pritchard in the post-match interview, you know, there's a real good togetherness and team spirit starting to develop. They all want to fight for each other and play for each other. So uh, there might be minimal changes. I'm not sure. Obviously, we saw Hume and um, Sirkin get introduced um, to kind of change the game shape a little bit as we moved through the later stages of it. Um, but it's it's going to be an interesting one to see what he plays the good thing is if we play as we did today or better at home in front of what will no doubt be 30 35,000 people um for a game against Sheffield Wednesday then there's no reason why it can't be successful um I'm I'm just I'm just hoping that there's no further injuries from today it didn't look like there was um but you know we didn't know Winchester was injured from Arsenal and he mm. ended up not playing so just fingers crossed for no injuries if it's not broke don't fix it but um you know if we get an option to blend a couple of people in and maybe change the shape tactically to to do better then all good well that that that's a good good point actually mark cuz there was a change of shape today obviously cuz broadheads out and it's going to be out for 3 months and which is a pretty big kind of <laughs> A big injury, really, given what he has offered uh, to us this season. But the change of shape, Paddy, seemed to work, didn't it? And do you think we're going to stick with that? Obviously, a different proposition, Sheffield Wednesday, to to uh, Doncaster Rovers. But can you see him just sticking with the same 11, same shape? You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. 
Yeah, I think um, I can see that happening because um, I'm basically just going to echo what you know what what you lads have said there. I think if there was a bit more time between the next game, obviously you know mm. you, you might see um, some of the players who have had knocks m- maybe maybe come back in and, and get a start. Um, the the only thing the only possible person I would like to see come back in uh, would be probably Sirkin. But the thing is, you look at that team and it's like I think the. The three at the back um, worked really well, and I think having having the two of like very attacking wing backs in in Gucci and Dejaku, I wouldn't change that. So, I think the way I view it, it's just it's nice to see Sirkin getting more and more minutes on the pitch because, you know, I feel like we've been cursed this season where players are starting to go on really good runs of form and they get crocked. You know, it happened to um, Huggins. I thought he was good. he was playing really well, picked up his injury. Obviously, you know, Broadhead he was on like a ridiculous goal scoring run and he was making things happen he gets injured and then obviously the same thing happened to Sirkin so I think yeah it's one of these where it's quite nice because you don't really feel like you need to change the formation or or the setup but at the same time like we've got the players gradually coming back from injury who sort of got us off to a good start this season so um, yeah I mean that would be the only you know it would be nice to see Sirkin start but if we sit if we have the same kind of Defensive setup, you know, with the with the three at the back and then the two wing backs, that'll be, you know, I'm I'm fine with that because that works really well, and I I don't think it necessarily matters um who the opposition is. I think if you've got two very attack minded wing backs, I think they're always gonna they're always gonna cause the um full backs problems. To be honest, yeah. Can I can I just chip in on that, Rich? The um yeah, yeah, the, the the one factor that I think might be uh, of concern. Well, concerns a strong word. It might pay, play a part in the decisions made by the coaching staff. Is um, I had a look earlier on, and and Chef Wednesday haven't played for two or three fixtures. You know they've they've had COVID impacted fixtures, um, so there is the worry, I suppose, that if we've played three or four days ago and we're playing against a team that have missed, you know, a good couple of fixtures uh and not at a not at a match, you know, they've got they've got more in their legs than us. So um, you know, even if we end up only getting a point at home against Sheffield Wednesday, I don't think we should play for that. I think we should play for the win. Uh but we'll maintain the two point advantage, you know, the two point average rather, uh and the advantage that we've started to build up. Um but uh, but yeah, that might be a factor. That's all I'm thinking. You know, the, the other guys are gonna be a bit less leggy than we will be because of the intensity of matches at this point in the season. Yeah, they've lost the fewest games in the league this season. They've lost three, but they've drawn ten. Um, so maybe there is something in that. But uh, I think the form that we're playing in, we just carry it forward, score three in the first twenty minutes, and then uh, then uh, sit sit back and uh, enjoy enjoy the atmosphere. Can't it's got to be the way forward, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> um, so um, thanks for your time this afternoon, lads. Uh, it's been lovely to uh, see you both and uh, chew the fat over this one. I just want to also. Before I go, I'll say thank you to everyone who donated to the Sunderland Community Soup Kitchen appeal uh, this Christmas. Some somehow we raised sixty-eight thousand pounds for the most amazing charity. What Andrea and the volunteers do down at um, Albert's Place and down at the at the the food bank and with their food deliveries and the toy deliveries and the clothing and the bedding and all of the wonderful stuff that they do for the poorest people in Sunderland. Wouldn't be possible without your donations, uh, so thank you very much for from the bottom of our heart for for that and for all the people who've chipped in in one way or another, sharing things on social media, even just listening to the adverts 
on this podcast uh, contributes a little amount to the soup kitchen. So um, it's been lovely to speak to you. Cheers, Rich. See you later, lads. Yep, take care, Rich. Good luck for Thursday night to all of us. Eh? Hopefully it's another good win. Aye, definitely. Sarah. Well, I'm a golden idol, no. Well, I'm a hidden I'm certain all that always I am on my way. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.